the minute a lad had asked me for a ticket, he'd go into the book. He could have 50, 60, 70 requests. They would look the army then and he kind of went through the list of who deserved the most. <laughs> there could be a lot of lads texting. OTV AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTV Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. It is time to turn our attention back to Matters Republic of Ireland and uh, we're all feeling a little bit better than we were probably this time 10 days ago um, after the Armenia and Scotland Games. But I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by David Connolly, former Republic of Ireland international striker. Very good morning, David. Good morning, uh, Shane Johnny. Morning. You're feeling, you're feeling fresh and, and uh, enjoying this renewed vigour and positivity around Stephen Getty and the Irish setup now? Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, I guess there's a little bit of balance to be had, right, in terms of... Um, no, there isn't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, 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 the positives, obviously, I think it's always good to end on a, on, on, on a good note, right, with these games. We knew there were going to be, you know, a lot of games in the short period of time. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's certainly the last two. I think he got his team selection right. And, and we've poured over this, but... I certainly think he got his team selection wrong for the first two, but um, he, he certainly got it right in the last two. And probably not by design, but more by you know his, having his hand forced with with Egan and Duffy being out, with with Abafemi being out as well. But that that formation, like we've we've been spending a lot of time talking about Kenny's style and and uh, you know this three five two. Damien Delaney was on with the lads yesterday morning, David, and he was talking about his preference probably for a 4-4-2 and talking about in this 3-5-2 formation you need a lot of possession on the ball what, what's your what's your take yeah. on this Kenny style yeah I mean I, I, like I've, I've had this um, you know last time I was talking to you because I I, I don't think that this is the, the to be honest I wouldn't play this formation but obviously I'm not the island manager right I mean do we need three at the back um, Nathan did really well for his goal but if you look at the goal we conceded the whole point of having three at the back is you can go and afford to be aggressive on the first ball up. He got beaten with the header. He then made a fatal error to come across and help out James McLean, who didn't need help. And that meant Darrell Lennon had to come over. And so Ukraine had a man over at the back post. Now, if you've got three at the back, you've got to go and be aggressive and win that ball up. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a few things to improve upon. So, you know, that was, that was one defensive mistake from Nathan. Everyone will talk about the goal and he, don't get me wrong, he did brilliantly. But he didn't win the first ball up. And for Ireland, you know, we need that dominant centre-half. As that ball's played in the air, he's got to make sure he wins that first ball. It's, mm. it's, uh, and these are the little the tiny nuances, right, that we're, mm. we're, we're trying to improve upon. As well as, you know, maybe not, maybe now, I think Stephen would have learned that Callum Robinson probably, you know, needs to be playing football. Right, you know, we started him a couple of times. His, I think, his performances, Lithuania, etc., weren't quite at it. His shot selection was really bad, and I think he's learning all the time. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll be picking players who who might have had a little bit more football, you know. And um, so I think he's certainly learned a lot. If, it, <clears throat> if this were Fox News, now we'd be like just cutting him off. I mean, it's been nonstop like loving of Nathan <laughs> Collins, and here is this lad to have the cheat to come on and call him out for mistakes yeah. in the goal it's interesting because I, I don't actually really remember the header so he was beaten on the first header that's yeah, uh, yeah. I, the, what, the, the situation then where McLean obviously kind of is almost like he puts Yarmolenko onto his right thinking he'll get away with it but in fairness you are right David the centre backs were kind of it wasn't yeah, they were, yeah. we, ha- we had enough players back to actually deal with it better absolutely and the thing is it's, for, it's fair enough to show Yarmolenko in onto his right 
But Yarmolenko is not he's not quick, so he, you know he should be showing him he should be showing him the line. You know he should be showing him the line. Obviously not allowing him to come in field because then he's on his weaker foot. But nonetheless, he kind of overcovered. He overcovered, you know, and allowed the and allowed too much of the line to be to be seen by Yarmolenko. And what Nathan's doing coming across that far, you know, he should just let James McLean, you know, McLean just deal with the danger. And then he stays in it. He had no reason to come over. And these are the fine margins, right? This is not picking on anyone. These are the fine margins when, if you're Ireland, you know, he'll, he'll be pouring through. Winning the first ball up, so important, having a dominant centre-half, winning the first ball up. Let me tell you, if he was at Burnley and Sean Dyche and he didn't win that header, you know, let me tell you, in a championship, if he is playing, he'll have to win it. He'll have to win those balls that are coming up on the halfway line. Because if you're going to play a high line, you win that first ball up. Because if you don't, then, then we're out. He didn't win. He didn't. You say, though, he should have trusted McLean to deal with it. McLean didn't deal with it. No, he's, no but that's because McLean overcovered on the inside. Mm. You know, and, 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 and McLean's got to back himself knowing that Yarmolenko. It's almost like they, Ireland's back unit paid too much uh, attention to Yarmolenko's quality. Oh, it's. It's, it's Yamalenko that's on the ball, hmm. right? You know, suddenly there's three players around one, you know, and and uh, it could have been defended a bit, you know, a bit better. In, in, but well, we're just picking holes, like obviously. Well, this is, just, you came on. I mean, we've been literally like 48 yeah. hours of positivity, and you were straight into it here, like bringing yeah, like, us back well, down because, to that horrible place called Earth. Yeah, because I want the lads to, you know, th- these are the bits that when you're Stephen, if you're Stephen and his coaching staff, they'll be pouring over because they mm. know that goal would have mm. been avoidable. Like, like it was also you know, right at the start of the second half. It was like you yeah, know, almost like, like yeah. they were asleep or something. Yeah, because look, when when you're you know when you're you're playing in national football, it's the fine margins, right? Mm. That all, that, this is why we pour over a couple of bad performances and, and and we go through. You know, I go through shot selection or strikers or whatever. Yeah, you know, I look at Michael Oberfeni's shot selection. He takes it on from thirty yards, but he hits the target. I mean, in a couple of of the, the, the early games, Armenia and Ukraine, I mean, our shot selection was dreadful. We barely hit the target. You know, it, it's, it's improved as, the, as the, the games went on, but also he had the right players on the pitch, I think. I know uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, David, but uh, you did mention that Kenny um, perhaps got his team selection wrong in those opening two games. Like, looking back now, what, what, what particular players or, or um, choices do you think Stephen Kenny got wrong in those opening two games? Yeah, it's it's not in hindsight because I said this before the games. Mm, so mm. you know, one hundred percent, I would have played Michael Obafemi and I would have played him away from home against Armenia. Ideal time to blood, to blood him and get him into the team. You got nothing to lose, and I think you play those players that have played football. You know, coming in and 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 you talk to those your Callum Robinsons and look, you might be my number one, but you know, what? I'm going to have a look at Michael. You know, he's done really well at club level. I'm going to have a look at him. You know, and just see how we go. So, I think a, a couple of the positions, you know, I, I think you'd look back that that maybe the, you know he didn't quite get the, the the selection. But it's certainly not in hindsight because I've seen Michael an awful lot, and and I just think you have that bit of effervescence and someone who's coming in confident. You know, just get him straight in the team. And Stephen said, ah, oh, you know, he had to integrate. He does not have to integrate. That was the you know 
he's got more confidence than all of us put together. Do, can I just call you on that though? You, you, but you can't say to Callum Robinson, "You're my number one," and then not start him in a game that was as much as it was away to Armenia. We were even money, or give or take, to win that game. So it was roughly fifty-fifty, and that like without bringing betting into it, that's it's normally an accurate reflection. So it was fifty-fifty. We win that game. You can't say to Callum Robinson, "You're my number one," but I'm dropping you. So it's 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 not like it's it's nuanced. You can't. Yeah, it is no one exactly. <laughs> Who's it the football the, manager here? That this is like, yeah. this is part of the job. It's like I'm trying to be a man manager, but I'm dropping you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That is exact. That, these are the nuances because he is his number one, right? I'm not sure he is anymore. What exactly? Not mm. anymore, but he was then. And mm. I think how you, how you couch it, how you give it to him, if if you had to, is that you know, okay, you've been brilliant for me. You know, you are my number, but I'm going to give Michael a chance. Mm. You know, against against Armenia. And, you know, you come off the bench, you haven't played enough football. And, and, and that's how you keep, uh, I think that's how you keep your, your, your squad kind of, not saying you have to keep them happy, but, you, you know, when you're Ireland manager, I think you kind of do. Talk to me so. Like, I, I think Obafemi um, is having a debate with actually an, ex, an ex-Ireland international like yourself yesterday was having a debate about Obafemi's qualities versus Robinson. Where are you on this debate? I don't think Robinson is good enough personally at the, at the level that Ireland need to go to, whereas I think Obafemi might have a chance. Where are you on it? I, I think Michael has got a little bit of a of the X factor about mm-hmm. him. You know what what will be interesting though is is how reliable he is in mm. terms of his fitness mm. and 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 doing all he can to be fit. Is he doing everything he can to be injury free? You know, is he working really hard on the training ground? Is he is he is he getting enough? Look, he's formed a fabulous pairing at Swansea. You know. Him and um, Joel Pirro. Mm. I mean, his strike partner. Very different player as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So that, and they complement each other. So uh, look, he can play in a two, I think, and he, he could also play as a one. Yeah, and he he's got a little bit of of everything. The only thing is, obviously, you know, when he did come on, he came short. We lost possession. We gave the goal away. Yeah, and I think when he comes on, play to his strengths initially, relieve the pressure, get you running in behind, stretch the pitch. And then we open up. But he, he's shown an awful lot to his game. But look, I, I go to championship matches in England like every week, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not seeing him every week, but I'm seeing him really regularly. And, and he, he could have got, got in against Armenia. The good thing is he got his goal. You know, Nathan Collins obviously has, has come in and, and shown how good he is. And, and, you know, the midfield three, I think, laid the marker down, right? They, they laid a the marker down. I just, I think Alan Brown, though, We'll have something to say in terms of playing in that midfield. But, can I, can I know, just come, come back to you on that though? Very briefly, sorry, Shane. The, the Obafemi pass for Parrot's goal for me was the highlight of the four games. Like genuinely, it was just everything about it was was glorious, like, glorious. Like it was just sex on a football pitch. <laughs> Did that surprise yeah. you though? I, I haven't seen enough Obafemi to know. Like he, he was this fox around the box, very quick, gotten a lot of goals, debates on social media as to whether he meant an unbelievable assist. And I'm like, what is this lad? That, like, so he obviously is capable of of that. Yeah, exactly. And you you don't want to stereotype in terms of I oh, can just run in behind or he's just a goal scorer. You know, because he plays with under Russell Martin. I mean, mm. you know, Russell has got a fabulous reputation now. His results haven't quite been uh, a reflection of the Lovely style of football. Yeah, their dominance in games. You would say it's akin to how Stephen wants to play, mm. you know. But it does mean that your front two, as it is for them, and Michael, you know, is involved in all facets of that. Not just someone to knock the ball over the top or, you know. It, it, there's, there's, there, and he'll be getting really, really well coached 
as well. So I think Southampton should have retained him rather than selling him <clears throat> personally because I think he would be making an impact in, in the Premier League. Maybe not <clears throat> week in, week out, but as we've seen with Gavin Bazunu, you know, I think you know maybe he, he he might go again, Michael. He might get that chance again. As long as he, you know, he keeps working hard because he's, I think he picked up a few injuries and, you know, I used to play for Southampton and, and, and I heard a few things. You know, I don't know if he's, you know, was he doing as much as he could to make sure he was he was fit? And, and I, mm. he's got to keep on top of that. Just to pick up on, on, on a phrase you, you mentioned there, David, the X factor, this thing that Michael Obafemi clearly possesses. I was fascinated to listen to, to James McLean in the, in the, the pre-match press conferences last week. He was talking about the young players, the, the Obafemis, the Collins, the Malumbis, the Knights. Uh, and he he referenced their resilience, and he, he talked about their ability to somehow drown out this outside noise that seems to uh, often hold this Irish team back. All the negativity outside the camp. It, it seems quite impressive that these young players, in particular, uh, don't seem to care about that. They, they they don't pay any heed to it. Even when you when you look at Nathan Collins's post match interview the other night, he's just talking about loving football and wanting to play football. They clearly yeah. have the right attitude. These young players. Yeah, and obviously, look, that comes back to McLean. You know, a hundred and whatever caps he's got. You know, within all these youngsters, there is a real place for those lads that have, have been there, done it all, seen it all, you know, have the experience. I remember, you know, obviously when I was coming into Iron Squad, you got, you know, vast experienced players, 100 odd caps, 90, 80 caps, you know. And then a lot of the lads I played with end up and got 70, 80, 90, 100 caps, you know. Mm. And you hope that'll be the case for these. But you need the, you need the, the sprinkling of experience because, you know, say barring Duffy and, you know, you, you might look at at the back unit at times might be a little bit inexperienced. Say Ryan Manning comes in as well as a, as a left wing back at times who's brilliant on the ball. You know, you, you, you could say it, it might be a little bit, um, you know, young. You know, so you need that sprinkling of experience for sure. Is, is Manning in the left back picture? Because I, I don't know. I would... Yeah, I, I think he's a terrific ball player. You got to remember, yeah. he's he's also at Swansea, right? Yeah, like I, I, he was at. I followed his career. He's at Galway United. Um, yeah, never, that's right. Yeah, never thought he'd end up uh, as a defender, but it's just again, he's not blessed with great pace, which which for wing back is a problem. No, but he can play in all sorts of areas. Mm. I mean, I've I've seen him play in Nathan Collins' position for Swansea, central mm. centre half. He's so good on the ball. We saw that in the Lithuania game. Yeah, he was very good, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my point being, there's, there's, I, I would like to see him, maybe Will Keane, you know, get a bit of game time because I, I think over the four games, I was disappointed that they, they, you know, like Callum came on again. Maybe Will Keane could have come on just to see if we've, you know, just to, just to get more minutes in some of these boys while they're, you know, after a long sort of time together, you know, but, Anyway, Will Keane, Scott Hogan, these guys just outside the top tier of the of the Irish striking options. Like, how do you rank them, David? Or are, are, are they yeah. good enough? Well, it, that that's where I think you know. Again, we'll we'll be getting really well coached by Liam Richardson. I think that um, they're going to give it a good go this season. And you know, if they're if they're scoring goals, you know, might might be Michael got in the team because he was playing well and scoring goals, right? Uh, uh, you, you know, and and once I think the likes of Keane are banging them in in the championship, if they do, then they'll be getting that opportunity. But I'll, still, I'd like to show a little bit of confidence to go that, you know, you don't necessarily need to be because uh, you've impressed me in training and you've banged the goals in League One. Bang, here's your chance. Mm. You know, as opposed to being a, not a little bit elitist, but that's where... 
you know, I, I, I think I think he could he could have maybe played a few minutes, Will. Just looking at the back page, and you mentioned him already, David, but the back page of the Irish Independent, Dan, our own Dan McDonald, uh, regular on Off the Ball, has the piece on Gavin Bazunu. Bazunu moved to, uh, to bring Hoops reward over the three million mark, so Gavin Bazunu's move from Manchester City to Southampton, set to bring Shamrock Rovers' earnings from the sale of their Star Academy product above the three million mark. So uh, the club agreeing to pay a fee of £12 million that will rise to £16 million. Um, big move, David, for, for Gavin Bazunu. The, the right move for him, I know you're, as you mentioned, yeah. a former Southampton player. Like, if he can get right regular Premier League football there's no doubt he's, yeah. our, he's our number one no that's right I mean I've seen Gavin quite a lot and I've, I used to play for Portsmouth so I've been down to Fratton Park and um, I think in April would you by chance I said I did a little article about him and I said you know Southampton down the road that wouldn't be a bad club for mm-hmm. him and lo and behold he's gone there now uh, th- those two clubs you know you do have scouts from both keeping an eye on, on everything so um, but, but Gavin is, is, is got all the traits to be you know, a Premier League goalkeeper. I, I had this with David Snade yesterday. The only slight little issue is he's going into Southampton at, I think, a pivotal time. There's been a lot of change at Southampton. You know, three of the backroom staff have basically been sacked. Um, Rasmus Ankerson, who was heavily involved at Brentford with their model, has come into Southampton. He's making his mark, hence the staff changes, because it was either the staff go or the manager goes. And I think Ralph Hasenhurtl, for all his reputation, is under a lot of pressure because the fans are really not happy with how they've... I mean, their results at times have been dreadful. They really have. So he's coming into a club that... It wouldn't surprise me if there was a managerial change there in the future if they don't... If they, if they have a... Normally, when half your staff go, the manager is on thin ice. You know, it was like staff or the manager goes... And I think I, I, it'll be interesting how it goes. So it's a great club. I think it'll do really, really well. Um, he's plenty of experience as well, in fairness, of playing for teams that are under the cosh, like that are. He, he, he's been very, very busy in his career so far, put it that way. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing I, I, I thought I'd pick out from him was that he, he obviously plays quite, you know, he coached at Man City, um, high line, comes out of his box an awful lot. And I saw him once for, for Portsmouth, he completely got it wrong. He cleaned out an opponent. Uh, if that was a Premier League game, he would have been sent off. Mm. And, and he just has to, which will come with experience in games, he just has to get that right. Now, in the Premier League, that will be highlighted and he'll be picked apart, you know. There was um, one moment in the game against uh, Serbia where, like, he was unbelievable that night. There was one moment where he came yeah. for the ball and missed it. Um, yeah. is, is there any way, I, I have him ahead of Kelleher, no questions asked, but, like, who starts our next game, do you think? Well, I, I don't know because I think I think Grieven's done done very very well. Um, it'll just be again. It'll be a case. I think you come back to who does it matter who's playing or who's not playing mm. in terms of Stephen's eyes. Uh, uh, you know, I'd be inclined if if Gavin is playing, then it would be it would be Gavin that I would be selecting. Um, you so know, I think the the YouTube commenters um, very much. Uh, getting to you Johnny here uh, Niall says there's no dislodging Johnny from Bazunu he's dying in that ditch uh, David Salter says in a few months after Bazunu is a Premier League starter it won't be much of a debate in my opinion and Larry Gorman says Johnny is definitely Bazunu's agent that's Larry I <laughs> bloody well wish I was <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here yeah. <laughs> it, do you know what's interesting as well lads is, is as I said there's a lot going on you can't just look at oh, it's a Premier League club you know there's a lot going on at Southampton and you know, uh, I'm sure it's the right club, you know, but, but it's not a club that you would say, like any 
I guess it happens a lot in the Premier League, you know, managers and how secure they are in their in their position. But you know, I think there might be some changes at Saints and 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 how that impacts on Gavin. And maybe he'll just get on with it, as you say, he's used to it, you know. But uh, uh, what I mean is, would there be another club? Would there be, you know, I I, I don't want to sell himself short to going into a club that looks like the manager might that might change in, in time. So if you're his agent, you might say if there was a couple of options, was Southampton the right one for what's going on in the background? Because they've had, they've had an awful time with their ownership and everything, you know, which, which yeah, can, can make for a little bit disharmony. There's obviously there's obviously no vitriol, David, for for players that uh, like it's not a Liverpool Everton thing when, when a player plays for Southampton and and also Portsmouth. Is. Oh, they they love him. They, uh, the Portsmouth players uh, and fans love him. You know, player of the year. There there'll be nothing. Or they'd say they'd, they'd wish him luck because they're not operating at that level. Mm. You know, so they, they you know they 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 only have the best wishes for him. He's done brilliantly for them. You know. Like it's it's funny for someone so young. Like we were talking earlier, the, the start of the show, David, about the goalkeeping position being one that you need to have someone who's vocal, who's communicative, who, who speaks to the to the, not only the back four in front of them, but I mean they have a full picture, a full view of the pitch in front of them. So it's important for for that keeper to be quite communicative. Do you think like do, do either Kelleher or Bazunu stand out for you as being maybe stronger in that department? Or no, I, I, I you know when you look at Gavin, he's pretty impressive in terms of his size. And his physique, he looks like a, you know, like a, yeah, it's hard to say what does a Premier League goalkeeper look like, but he, he has that stature in terms of his size and presence. You know, even I've seen him walking, you know, walking pregame, you know, he's, he's looks as fit as a butcher's dog, you know, even as a goalkeeper. He just looks, you know, he just, the way he carries himself, he, he, he's very impressive. And, you know, he might, he, whether he starts the season or I guess a lot of, maybe happen in pre-season who gets the you know who gets who gets the number one um you know we'll have to wait so I mean Ralph Hassel at times has had a a a particularly stubborn nature about him you know Shea Adams I'll give you one example which you know is to think about Shea Adams went away to play for Scotland right and because he wasn't at the training ground when they came back he started on the bench Mm. And the reason was Ralph said, "Well, you know, I was able to work with my players on the training ground, and I and I went with the players who I felt could get more out of." Now, would that go against Gavin at times? You know, because Shay Adams should be starting for Southampton, you know, every day of the week, but he was left out because Ralph covets that work on the training ground so much. And and as I said, I know people there, so I know you know this is factual. So, what if Gavin's aware of Ireland and he comes back with he? Would that be held against him? Uh, you know, there's, there's little things that Ralph Hassel does that, you know, might, 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 you know, great against you, I think, at times. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, a couple of comments coming in. Peter Kelleher says, uh, or Peter M says, Kelleher is a better keeper. People seem to brush over the mistakes Bazuna has made, like leaving the ball roll through his legs and was lucky he went out for a corner uh, in previous game against Portugal. David Kern says, great to be in a position to debate who's the best keeper as opposed to we desperately need to unearth the keeper. And that's, that's a fair point, isn't it? Like, or- Jeez, keepers and centre backs, like we're done for the next, <laughs> like, we're honestly done for the next 15 years nearly. I'd You've say. enough of them. Um, you know. What did you make, David, of, of uh, Nathan Collins? Uh, it was only a passing comment talking about how tired he was while he was asked specifically how tired he, he must be after playing all four of these games in this window. A lot of football being played by by players. Do you know, this international window was dragged on, uh, especially with the World Cup for, for some countries being in, in, in December. Uh, do you have sympathy for, for some of these players who are clearly out on their feet at the minute and, and probably the yeah. end of those four games came at a good time? 
Yeah, I, I, um, you know, absolutely you do because, you know, that yeah, they have, they obviously have a, have have had a lot of football, and people say, oh, you know, it's great to be to be a you know a football player and be playing so much. It, don't get me wrong, it is, but it's almost like a an eleven month season. Mm. I don't know how many weeks break they'll have, but I remember a few times if I was away with Ireland, I'd come back, and once I had, I don't know, I think I had two, just over two weeks, um, which is you know. Don't get me wrong, uh, you, you know, I couldn't wait to go back training, but it was the wrong call. It was the wrong, it was the wrong thing to do. And I think, <clears throat> you know, mentally as well as physically, you just need a little break from... Uh, but this is where the managers of their own clubs <clears throat> can still bring in and, and have a mandatory right. Here's your four weeks break. And then also, what Sir Alex Ferguson used to do really well is during the season, he'd give certain players breaks. You've got to use that wisely, right? That, that time when you can... You got three or four days off here, you know. Right, go away. You know, you might have had less time in the summer because you've been away. But you know, here's your little break in. I don't know, September time or, or whatever it may be. But that comes down to your individual. That's the nuances of managing. Remember, Fergie used to it. You'd see, I don't know, Schmeichel off at the beach in whatever time of the year, and mm. whoever it may be. And 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 that's where you got to manage like all these individuals. You know. Really, really, really well because they do have a lot of football. It is kind of eleven months a year, you know. Can I just ask you a, a completely random one here, David? Before we finish, um, and this just popped in my head, and this is coming at you from left field here. But so I'm having the opportunity next month. I'm going a little bit of a holiday myself, and part of that trip is going to take me to to Denver, Colorado, where I'm going to be sitting down with um, with two actors, Charlie Hunnam of uh, Sons of Anarchy fame and Elijah Wood of uh, Lord of the Rings fame. And in my research for this, I decided for the first time in years to stick on Green Street of course a football <laughs> culture cultural phenomenon right. uh, like I, yeah. I hadn't seen it in years uh, and there is and you'll probably know where I'm heading with this David but there's a scene in the movie that's clearly in the old bowling ground or Upton Park uh, and I was like that looks like a, that looks like a real match they're at that the actors are clearly at a, at a proper game researched it afterwards March 27th 2004 so 18 years ago the match was West Ham 2 Gillingham 1 I recognised a few of the players so I saw Bobby Zamora I saw Michael Carrick I saw Etherington, Matthew Etherington Nigel Rio Coker and I, I was like to myself I'm nearly sure that was David Connolly's head that just popped up sure enough I looked up the starting lineup. David Connolly you starred in Green Street yes well it's a kind of um yeah, I was uh, a, a very, a very small, minor role. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the screen, though. That's a that's a cultural phenomenon. Uh, yeah, very minor role. I mean, I, yeah, I do remember that. And um, you're, you're probably one of the many. Well, I think it was. Uh, did it go straight to DVD? I don't, <laughs> did I they bung you a few quid for your role? Did they? <laughs> yeah, no. If uh, if only. Shame. Uh, no, a, no. It was. It was. It was uh, it's a solid yeah. seven point two out of ten on IMDb. Like it's not a. But it's it, like it probably. Age is better. It's more of a. I mean, Charlie Hunnam's um, London accent, Cockney accent, was absolutely horrific yeah. in it. But but we will be telling that. <laughs> I won't be telling him that. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't see this clip in advance. But yeah. like, is that something? You, like, were the players talking about it at the time? Were you aware yeah, yeah. that there was a film being made about the you know the, the hooliganism and the the firm? Obviously, a fictionalized version, but it was clearly a big deal at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, look, it's good they used the real. Um, you know the the, the the real footage of the game, obviously, and uh, but you knew they were there in the in the stand. You know, we were just kind of like like the extras, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but without the perks of of all the other bits that go with it. But no, so it's yeah, it was. Uh, um, I, I think I watched it once or twice, but um, you know, that's kind of uh, 
You kept yeah. rewinding your little moments where you're on the, you're on the screen oh, for, for a couple yeah. of seconds. For a couple of seconds. Yeah, <laughs> on exactly. DVD. Yeah, yeah straight, straight to DVD, that one. I <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it did. I probably did all right in the... Can't remember. Ah, yeah. You've literally kiboshed like uh, your your meeting with the lads now by calling out accents and stuff. <laughs> I know. You better not put. They were both fantastic. Media. They were Elijah and Charlie. You were both great in the movie. So yeah. hopefully they see that part of the. Well, how was David Connolly? Connolly was brilliant. Yeah. The movement Natural. up front was that was excellent. It was actually I think it was um, Bobby Zamora scored after three minutes and Etherington Matthew Etherington scored the winner on seventy six. I've done the research. Yeah. I'm ready to well, go here. I mean, I used to room with with Matty and. Um, you know, he'd phone, we'd go at like three in the morning, you know, and you're like, Matty, we've got a game tomorrow. But, uh, it, you know, I, I, had to, I had to leave him. We, 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 we had a bit of a separation, me and Matty. So um, <laughs> he, was, he was some guy, you know, but uh, a good lad, but you, you probably wouldn't want to, well. You've, yeah, you've, you've left that one open anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I have no idea where you're going with this. We had a, we, we've had we, we've had a comment on the on the bear behind you, David, for, for a number of times on the show. Fergus Kyo commenting, "Did yeah. the bear behind you have a late night, David?" He's he's one of the. Yeah. It's like Will O'Callaghan's dog. He's one of the many celebrities of the the background zooms on off the ball. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, he's kind of that bear's bigger than my son. This is my son's room, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's, I hope your son's in a better a, way. He looks a bit, he looks a bit dishevelled. He does. He's had a late night, but fair play to him. Listen, it is good to like as, as as bad as you may look on a given day. Just put a like extremely drunk slash tired looking bear behind you. Yeah, it makes yeah. you look better. Like. Puts it in context. Yeah. David, brilliant stuff as always. Thanks a million for for your uh, chats this morning. Cheers, guys. Take care. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.